This podcast and following message are brought to you by The Sharing. Discover what it's like to be part of something larger than yourself, something big, something important. Located in sunny Santa Barbara, The Sharing is committed to family, virtue, righteousness, and brotherhood and sisterhood. Join now as a member of The Outer Sharing for the chance to become one of the special chosen few, a full member of The Inner Sharing. The Sharing. You will be a part. You will be different. back from the break yeah welcome back we're back okay do you want to talk about this passage now with spoilers with the spoiler sensor bars off well so first maybe we should just say welcome to the spoilers section Ooh, i like it (laughs) but yeah maybe we should talk about the passage with the uh with the spoilers what did you want to say about the series as a whole are we going to do a whole queer reading of the entire Animorph series? Because that's great. Well, we can kind of touch base now and then. Okay. Probably in all of Tobias' books. <laughs> and probably <laughs> in the Axe books as well. Now that we are in the oh, spoiler Oh, yeah, we're in the spoiler section. section. Welcome Guys. to the spoiler zone. <laughs> the spoiler zone. Okay, so <laughs> I I guess... I don't know. There's, there's okay, not... so I have a question. So yes. if the hawk had lived... Yes. How do you think that would have affected Tobias's character? And, and in particular, relationship his relationship with, with Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think Rachel is the jealous type. Although maybe she's the insanely jealous type. <laughs> True. I think it's well, either what do you or. what Tobias would have done? Um, I don't know. That's why I feel like she was just destined to die, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just like Rachel. <laughs> Sorry, I just oh have to gosh. throw that out there. We're in the spoiler section. You can't you can't get into the spoiler section and not just say Rachel dies. Okay, yeah. So Rachel Rachel dies, the hawk dies. The la- yeah, maybe after Rachel died he would have like settled down with the lady hawk. That's the only one I could Oh, that's seen a that good happen. point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So you think that Rachel's still the first choice, no matter what. I think so. Um, especially after he gets his ability to morph human. Yeah, um, I was thinking that too. But I was also thinking if the hawk had lived I could I could see like an alternate storyline where Tobias just like sinks deeper into his hawk identity and just like oh, is a I hawk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he never even gets his morphing ability back because oh. he's just being a hawk, you know? But I don't really think that's the most likely outcome. I was just thinking about that. But then if hawks mate just for just a season, then he would have gotten dumped after a season, possibly for yeah, and then maybe a Rachel's normal red tail hawk. Oh yeah, true. How terrible would that be get dumped for yeah like, <laughs> he's like a literal clearly, animal <laughs> he's like at least an eight by hawk standards just because he's like really smart compared to them he's really smart maybe she would just think that he's a nerd he's <laughs> all... just like everybody else all right we've <laughs> i think we're done with this yeah we're, we're... adios this passage <laughs> yeah um Okay. So yeah, so other things you did you what did you want to talk about in the spoiler section today? Um, well we briefly brought it up, but what happened with the Axe and Tobias books is, you know, the it's a cycle with a period of five. Jake, Rachel, Tobias or Axe, Cassie, Marco. Mm-hmm. Um and then they limited the place of Tobias or Axe because they were worried that uh readers would not identify with Tobias or Axe. 
Yeah, so wait, where did you hear that? Where um, that? it's it was either in Michael Grant's ThoughtSpeak interview or his Reddit AMA. Gotcha. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. I guess it, like, it makes sense on paper, but also, did the people at Scholastic read these books? I know, these books are amazing. Because Tobias and Axe are, like, the most relatable. Yeah, yeah. I think, because they're the most, you know, like, they're kind of misfits. They're like, oh... They're, they're like, I'm not like the others. How is this going to end? Yeah. I feel like they're the yeah. most interesting characters from a plot standpoint, too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's because they don't look like humans. You know, I think maybe the Scholastic publishers were stuck in the, like, kids want someone who looks like them in the novels. Yeah, I guess this was before that series of all the owls. Owls? Aren't they owls? It's well, there's called, the like, cats. Warriors. That's that's cats. <laughs> it's cats. No, there's one that's also owls. That's like guardians of guardians. Google. Yeah. So so, but those those series both started after this, right? Because now kids are so. like all into the animal series. Yeah, kids can yeah. totally identify with cats now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I guess Kay Applegate was just ahead of her time. She really was. I guess I she mean, started the. I mean, she was ahead of the trend. Yeah. Yeah, so that that kind of touches upon, like, goes deeper than the surface. Yeah. I would personally take another Tobias or Axe book over another Rachel book, you know? Yes, yes. Like, I, 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 I mean, I agree. I think... I didn't expect you to agree. Well, I think the Tobias and Axe books are very, like, character-focused. Mm-hmm. And they almost always have some sort of significant movement on the part of the character of Tobias or Axe. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Rachel, a lot of her books are just filler books that yeah. don't serve to advance her character. And I don't know if that's because there are more Rachel books. That's a good you know? point, yeah. Like, if there were tons of Tobias books, would Kay Applegate just be using them but for also, filler, like, too? Jake and Rachel, like, if you wrote this book, but instead of Tobias, it was Jake, what would the problem be? Like, what would the... Yeah, exactly. Be? Nothing. There's yeah. just, like, he just doesn't have those kinds of well, issues. yeah. He, I mean, he has his, his own issues where his books are, like, about his conflict with Tom, his struggle with being a leader, you know. Yeah, that's... I guess that's true. Maybe I just don't identify with those conflicts as much. Maybe it's just yeah, a me thing. I, I think it is true that the Tobias and Axe books are more, like, action-packed. Um, well, they're they're more like compelling from a character standpoint. Yes, I think. and often from a plot standpoint, in my opinion, yeah. at least with Axe, because his books often involve contact with Andalites, which serves right. to advance the main plot of the series. Yeah, it's not just like a monster of the week type thing. So that brings me to talk about one one of the things I want to talk about in the spoiler section. Is this okay if we? Yeah, yeah, switch gears? I, I'm fine. I want to talk about. I wanted to go back to the. Killing to eat versus killing because it's a natural thing. Because later in the series, when we meet Yerkes, Mm -hmm. especially, like, towards the very end, when we learn about how, like, incredible it is for Yerkes to inhabit human bodies, um, I don't know if I would as easily dismiss what the Yerkes do as being, like, unnatural. You know what I mean? Oh, I definitely agree. So it's like, I still don't think I would equate Tobias eating a rat to or like killing a rat to eat to the yerks controlling another yeah. being 
especially like a human. But I think that's just because I am human and I feel like being alive and enslaved is is somehow like morally wrong in a way that like killing to eat isn't but like i only think that because i'm a human you know i like agree with you for different reasons i think okay, so i don't think um i don't agree because i think being enslaved is like on a different level than being killed well, well i and i don't think it's enslaved i think it's the fact that you like lose control of your whole bot yeah. like the like creepiness of being a controller but go on um I agree that it's different than the predator-prey relationship. Um, but I think that because, like, Yerks can technically be alive without controlling, you know, hosts, it's just the question of whether they have a right to experience life in a more fulfilling way. Like, they Maybe. already are alive. But like, I don't if think a hawk would not eat mice for a week, it would die. If right. Yerks did not infest humans for a week they'd be fine just right. not so like that's the more main difference for me well right but the way that i interpreted like the yerk experience of controlling someone especially a human is that it's like heroin mm-hmm. like it's this insane drug and like once you do it you cannot not do it yeah so i don't know if i i agree that's that that's like a difference but i don't i don't know if i buy into the idea that a yerk would be able to just like willingly not i mean some yerks do willingly not yeah and some people some people quit some people quit heroin Yeah. yeah but you know it's it's not quite the same as like but but you don't just say like oh well people can just not do heroin like just don't you know yeah i mean there are people that i mean people do say that but i think that to me kind of blurs the line a little bit um in terms of like yeah. the yurks are just doing something that's wrong because they that's could just not point. do it that's a good point. but anyway so that was just my thought on that is like it becomes really difficult to mm-hmm. and and that's on purpose i think it becomes difficult to draw the line on like well the yurks are evil because of this thing like this yeah. this is the thing that makes them evil if you don't do this you're good if you do this you're evil yeah it's done and that's kind of by design in the series i think but anyway yeah well i mean we'll we'll see it more in the series i think the morality of what the yurks are doing is a huge part of the series and i think this is like setting up tobias to hold like an interesting moral position because in discussions about ethics down the road yeah they'll look yeah. to him as like oh tobias you should understand it's kill or be killed with you or something like that but then he'll and you know, and he'll have some. Take. Yeah, it's true. He does have kind of a different perspective because he is a predator. Yeah, and I think and I think this is setting him up for that. Weirdly, all the other animorphs feel like they're prey in the situation, even though humans are usually considered to be like predators mm-hmm. normally. So it's just, it's the whole predator prey thing. Preyed on very... this tanker ship, you know. Right. I'm sure, like tons of taxons bit the dust. Um. I mean, that's probably true, and those are not the last <laughs> lives to be lost in the series. Yeah. Anyway. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that was that was my last thing. Oh, so... sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, what? Oh, I just have one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. So, when you talked about Cassie being good at morphing and Marco being bad at morphing. Oh, yeah, right. That's 
100% borne out in the rest of the series. So, you know. They're yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no, I know. Okay. I mean, definitely Cassie being I good at morphing. I just want to tell our experienced listeners that we're aware of that. Don't worry. We got you guys. Yeah. Wait, so Marco being bad at morphing, that happens in this book, that happens... Isn't he like a cockroach and is bad at morphing out of it at some point? Um, he has an, at some point, he's ants. a giant... No, he, oh, fly. He, a flea. Flea. Yes. yes. He's a so giant that's flea. in the David series, and he, like, yeah. can't morph. Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah. And there's also that whole book where he's having problems with morphing, and he morphs into, like, half animals. Oh, yeah. His, but that was because a thing His happened. father is getting remarried. Yeah, and he was all stressed. Oh, Marco. Which I think uh. is, like, raises really interesting points about the connection between morphing and, like, a person's personality. Well, it's because you have, well, and you have to concentrate in order to morph. Yeah. So, like, A, if you're having trouble concentrating because of stress or something, that makes sense that it would be reflected in morph. But also, if you're a person who, like, is always bouncing off the walls like Marco is, mm-hmm. you might just have a hard time morphing. Do you think it has anything to do with, like, their personality difference as it relates to, like, their empath- empathy? Like, Cassie is more mystical, and she's in tune with others and empathetic. Marco is very rational and um, ruthless, as we yeah. as we learn. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're, they're often set up as two ends of the moral spectrum. So it's interesting that they're two ends of the morphing spectrum. It's me. I don't know if this is going out on a limb. No, that's a good point. I'm just thinking about it. Because I had thought, I was thinking about it from like a focus standpoint, because Mm -hmm. just because you have to focus on the animal to morph, um, because the stress got to him, and because I'm pretty sure he like gets worse grades than some of the other animorphs. Yeah. So I was like, in my mind, I was like, maybe Marco is like, has like attention problems, mm-hmm. you know, like in addition. But I think it's equally likely that it has to do with empathy because those are like the two theories about Cassie being good at morphing. It's like either she spends all her time with animals and so it's like that, or it's like she's just really good at the kind of emotional and intuitive intelligence stuff yes. and that helps her with morphing. Yeah, I kind of subscribe to that. Okay. I think it's an interesting... Maybe it's genetic. Interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and how how is she... Um, when they talk to the Elemist about her being good at morphing? Well, no, she's, Oh, no, that's not even the morphing, though. That's not the morphing. She's like... This is... It's kind of weird, but I, I bought it. It's like... She is, like, in tune with the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It's in an alternate timeline, and she's, like, anchoring them to the real timeline, I guess. Oh, okay. It's in Megamorphs number four. (laughs) Okay. It's, like, it's a little obscure, but I think it's there. But I was just thinking her being in tune with the universe, I guess, could relate to her just being good at morphing. Yeah. Anyway, write write to us if you uh, you have thoughts about this. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, so. Here we go. Which brings us to the end of... The Sulpniar pool. We can um, also edit this into the before spoilers section. So 
Oh know yeah, how to true. Us. People who don't want us to be spoiled. Know how to right, that's us. true. That's true. So um, thank you all for listening. Um, for those of you who want to keep this discussion going, you can contact us at sulpniarpool at gmail.com. That's S U L P N I A R pool, P O O L, at gmail.com. Or visit our website, sulpniarpool.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash sulpniarpool. Um, and you can tweet at us through at sulpniarpool. <laughs> if you so desire, you can find our Tumblr and Reddit information on the website as well. We maintain a Spotify playlist with the songs that we've mentioned on the show so far, which are not very many so far, but we'll add to that. Um, you can find that playlist on our website for some 90s nostalgia. So um, that's about it. Thank you all for listening again. And uh, until next time. Sorry. <laughs> Be happy for me and for all who fly free. Nice. <laughs> did you like how I did that? Or I uh, liked it when I read it in there, but I don't know if this makes that much sense. Until next time, be happy for all of those who fly free. All right. That's a little better. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right, and that's it. That's a wrap. Maybe we edit the macarena in. <laughs> no. Wow, there's a lot. <laughs> Somehow I imagine Tobias having a Batman voice. Because <laughs> he's just he's just so misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs>